are listening to Hymns Illustrated, where hymns are explored, appreciated, and illustrated through stories, testimonies, and edifying conversation. I'm your host and fellow hymn fan, Kristen Eifeldano. Hi, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to episode 25 of the Hymns Illustrated podcast. This is the last week of April, which means we are fast approaching a new hymn of the month, and I am really excited about it, and I will tell you more about it in just a moment. But first, I would like to remind you that our theme this month is Endless is the Victory, which is based on our hymn of the month, Thine Be the Glory, Or as it is in some hymnals, thine is the glory, and both are absolutely true. Glory belongs to Christ now and forever, just like our victory is forever. As Christians, Christ's resurrection is at the very core of what we believe and who we are, and we celebrate it all year long, or at least we should. When we looked at stanza one earlier this month, we saw that Christ is glory-worthy, In stanza two last week, we saw that he is praiseworthy, and today we're going to see how Christ is trustworthy. He is worthy of our trust. Trust in him, doubt no more. Let's look at that stanza together, and let's look at all the stanzas actually to finish strong. There are only three, after all, and then we'll zero in on stanza three. Thine be the glory, risen, conquering Son. Endless is the victory thou or death has won. Angels in bright raiment rolled the stone away, kept the folded grave clothes where thy body lay. And then the refrain, Thine be the glory, risen, conquering Son. Endless is the victory thou or death has won. Lo, Jesus meets us, risen from the tomb, Lovingly he greets us, scatters fear and gloom. Let the church with gladness hymns of triumph sing, for her Lord now liveth, death has lost its sting. No more we doubt thee, glorious Prince of life, life is not without thee, aid us in our strife, make us more than conquerors through thy deathless love, bring us safe through Jordan to thy home above. Stanza three hints at the feelings the disciples surely had when they saw the resurrected Lord, and especially the feelings of Thomas, who needed extra persuasion. Let's look at that account together in John 20, beginning in verse 24. Now Thomas, one of the twelve, called the twin, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see in his hand the mark of the nails, and place my finger into the mark of the nails, and place my hand into his side, I will never believe. Eight days later, his disciples were inside again, and Thomas was with them. Although the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands, and put out your hand and place it in my side. Do not disbelieve, but believe. Thomas answered him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. 
thank the Lord he is still as patient with us as he was with Thomas, because even though we have the infallible written word of God, we still doubt like Thomas, don't we? But when Christ rose from the dead, he immediately destroyed every possible excuse we could ever have to doubt. His resurrection proved every word he ever said and fulfilled all the prophecies of his birth, death, and resurrection. When Peter preached the first gospel sermon at Pentecost, he boldly asserted that God had raised Jesus, the Jewish Messiah, from the dead in Acts 2.24. And then he explained that God had performed this miraculous deed in fulfillment of David's prophecy in Psalm 16, which was written a millennium before the birth of Jesus. This prophetic psalm says about Jesus, For you will not abandon my soul to Sheol, nor will you allow your Holy One to undergo decay. Jesus' body never decayed. He is risen from the dead. This came true over a thousand years later. God's word is true and sure, and Christ's resurrection has sealed the deal for us. God's word is trustworthy, and Christ is trustworthy for so many reasons, and also just because he is God. But let's look at a few reasons Christ is trustworthy that we see from this stanza alone. Number one, we see that first, Christ is trustworthy because his resurrection gives us our entire reason for living and believing. The hymn writer says, life is not without thee, or life is nothing. It means nothing without you, Lord. Perhaps Edmund Boudry, the hymn writer, had these verses in mind when he wrote this line. 1 Corinthians 15, 14, And if Christ has not been raised, then our preaching is in vain, and your faith is in vain. And then John 15, 5, I am the vine, and you are the branches. These are the words of Jesus. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Second, we see Christ is trustworthy because his resurrection ensures our own victory over death and sin. We see this in a couple of places. First, the line, aid us in our strife, points to the help we have in Christ Jesus because he is greater than any enemy here on earth. He has, after all, conquered the last enemy, which is death. And then the line, we are more than conquerors. Romans eight thirty-seven through 38 says, no, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. This was definitely the verse that inspired Edmund Boudry. It's almost word for word. We are more than conquerors. Which brings us to point number three. We are more than conquerors through him who loved us. We see Christ is trustworthy because his resurrection ensures his love for us is indeed forever and will continue in heaven. Back to Romans 8, the very next verse, verse 38, continues that thought. For I am sure that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus, our Lord. And then we see in the final words of this hymn, the reminder that it is the Lord who brings us safe through Jordan to our home above, which is an allusion to the Israelites passing through Jordan to reach the promised land. Christ's victory over death ensures his love for us is deathless too. We will enjoy it forever. So let's review. 
In this final stanza from Thine Be the Glory, we are encouraged to shout out with Thomas and other previous doubters, No more we doubt Thee, glorious Prince of Life, because life is not without Thee. It's nothing without Him. Jesus says, I am the vine, and you are the branches. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Christ is trustworthy because His resurrection gives us our entire reason for living and believing. We are also reminded that we are more than conquerors. Christ is trustworthy because His resurrection ensures our own victory over death and sin. And then, like every good hymn, we close on the strongest, most wonderful note ever— a reminder that we will spend eternity with our Lord. Christ is trustworthy because his resurrection ensures his love for us is indeed forever and will continue in heaven. Now it's time to discover a new or little known hymn together. But before we do, I want to invite you to share a hymn testimonial here on the podcast. We've done this before. And if you've been listening, I know you were blessed by those testimonials just wonderful stories about hymns and why they are meaningful to you. But like I shared last time, the well is dry and we need some more. It's really easy for you to help out with this. You can write your testimonial out and email it to me, or you can record it on your phone in a video or audio recording format and email that to me as well at Kristen at hymnsillustrated.com. Kristen with a K and an E-N at Kristen at hymnsillustrated.com. And if you send that in a video format, I will take the audio out of it. I will not share the video, just just the audio portion. So whichever format is easiest for you, I know it will be a blessing to others. I'm looking for short testimonials under two minutes that name your favorite hymn or one of your favorite hymns, if you have many like I do, why it's meaning and why it's meaningful to you. For a little more guidance, you can go over to hymnsillustrated.com slash podcast. Okay, for our discovery hymn, I am choosing a very new hymn by Jonathan Landry Cruz over at hymnsofdevotion.com. And this is in keeping with our second reason why Christ is trustworthy, um, because he has given us the victory and we are more than conquerors. So this is a beautiful hymn and it's a new hymn. And I want to read to you just a a brief little uh, bio from Jonathan Cruz, since he is alive. Some of our hymn writers are no longer with us. They are waiting for us in heaven. But Jonathan Landry Cruz is alive in Michigan. He and his wife, Carrie Ann, are in Kalamazoo, where he was ordained as the pastor of Community Presbyterian Church in 2017. Now, this hymn, while I read, keep in mind that the tune he recommends for this hymn is Aurelia, which is the same tune as the church's one foundation. I will read it to you now. All hail the mighty conqueror, Christ Jesus, our great King. All hail the glorious warrior to whom our praise we bring. May he be given honors by all his ransomed host. We too are more than conquerors who make his name our boast. Yet how can we inherit this title conqueror too? We have not earned the merit or fame that is his due, for we have only failed him by every sin and doubt. Indeed, we cruelly nailed him and cast the conqueror out. But rising up victorious, he conquered death and sin 
and reigns in heaven glorious, each conflict set to win. To those of his own choosing, he shares the victory, says, though you once were losing, come conquer now through me. You cannot be defeated by trials in this life. The conquest is completed, or Satan, sin, and strife. No pain, no tribulation, no danger, famine, sword, no nothing in creation can conquer those in God. Now, since our God is for us, what have we then to fear? Though enemies deplore us, we face them all with cheer. For we will be triumphant, each foe will be trod down, beneath the Christ exultant who shares the conqueror's crown. Now it's time to take it with you. Your mission, should you choose to accept it, is this. And this month on a strong note by reading 1 Corinthians 15 and rest securely in the endless victory we have in Jesus. I will see you next time with a new hymn and I've already been blessed studying it and I know you will too. It is all about Christian fellowship. Can you guess what it is? It has a wonderful backstory too. All right, I'm going to tell you. After all, you have listened so nicely. Why should you have to wait? It is Blessed Be the Tie That Binds by John Fawcett, and May is going to be a wonderful time studying God's plan for His church together based on what we see in this beautiful, scripture-saturated hymn text. If you aren't subscribed to the Hymn of the Month, I encourage you to do so over at hymnsillustrated.com. Then you will be the first to know when the Hymn of the Month for May is live. Thanks for listening to Hymns Illustrated. If you were blessed by what you heard today, you can say thank you by leaving a review on iTunes, sharing the show with a friend, or by shopping at christianbook.com using the affiliate link in the show notes. All of these gestures keep Hymns Illustrated going and growing. Thanks again for listening. Until next time, keep your hymnal open. Mm-hmm.